Hello and welcome to another episode of the All Walks of Art podcast. This is episode 19. Paul, can you believe we made it to 19? 19. 19 episodes. I, I figured I'd have given up after three. Two more and we'll be old enough to drink. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, today we're going to talk about personal uh, projects and uh, client projects and challenges. This day in art. And I got a new book uh, that I want to share. Got a little bit of uh, homemade brew for us today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's. Uh, I don't want to give too much away about it. Uh, the guy who made it. All that kind of stuff. He's going to remain secret. It's not me. It's not you. It's uh, somebody we work with, but we'll leave it at that. It's a Citra IPA. I don't know what it tastes like. I haven't tried it yet. Didn't test it. And already I got a gnat flying around. They love it in here. Look at that. That's Well, you said Citra. Don't I'm going gonna, gonna to give away my coffee. Actually, that might be the problem. You're going to give it will away? You, yeah. Will you put that over there on the uh, thing over there? I know everybody listens like, really, guys? Come on. Get it together. Get it together. This was after like 15 minutes of prep too. So, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm trying to do a little bit of a recording with this, uh, a video recording kind of a thing so that we can maybe eventually get into putting these on YouTube so you can watch them too. But uh, I don't know. There'll be some clips. There will I be. didn't put any yeah. makeup on, but that's all right. Yeah, we'll be I good. I still look good. We'll be good. Um, so I got to ask you, and I think we've talked about personal projects before, but at, at some level... Do you really ever give yourself a project? Is there something that triggers you on a on a project? I mean, are you just ever inspired by something that it makes you? It depends. I mean, sometimes you'll you'll see somebody else's idea and you'll think, "Oh man, I can expand on that. I'd, I'd like to do that." Yeah. Um, um. Sometimes, like for this acoustic project I've been working on for two years, um, I just you know I had a couple acoustic songs that'd be neat to try to try to do that yeah you know so that's kind of it's not something like i set out to do but i had a couple tunes i thought well if i could just write six more i can do an album but you know yeah it's, it's going very slow but i don't really think things through i just i see another idea and i think oh i like that and you know what would i do different right it's like that right. with pretty much everything you know for me i um sometimes i get inspiration from things and um Things meaning uh, certain aesthetics or um, just just a look, you know, whatever. I I decided this this week. I I want to talk about this coffee real quick because that's part of it. It comes um, in a Pringles can. This is it looks like a Pringles can. Yeah, actually, it looks a little bit like how whiskey comes, which I, that may be the. Uh, there you go. Well, we know why thing. you was drawn to that. Yeah, I was watching a, a video. Uh, Jeremy Sars, he's a, a YouTuber. Uh, Puts, he's got a really cool channel. He does a thing called Man Shit Mondays, right? And uh, he was uh, showing you how to cut a cigar in this, in his his new cigar room, which is really cool. He's got a, a pretty pretty cool setup. But, um, you know, we always think about having whiskey with cigars and things like that. But he he was like, well, I'm going to want to have a coffee with my cigar, which I never really given that much thought. And it is quite good with a, a cigar. And I'm, I can't smoke in the house, so I'm not going to do that. But right. Um, this is, uh, by Oak and Bond Coffee Company. It's a barrel aged whole bean coffee. Uh, this is the bourbon barrel aged espresso blend. And the neat thing about this is it does have a, a little bit of a, uh, kind of an aftertaste of bourbon, but it's not so much. It just really irritates you. Is you there know? alcohol in it? There is no alcohol oh. in it. They were, the beans themselves were just, 
um, aged. But the cool thing is it comes this little bag. You got to smell this. I got to, I wish, wish we could probably, I should have brewed it for you. And I could, if you want some, I'll brew it. It only takes a few minutes. But give that a whiff. That, that's some good. I almost ate the darn things right out of the bag. Yeah. I was like, I oh, yes. I'm that's not good. a coffee guy, but I've taken a drink and like iced, iced coffee. Oh, yeah. Uh, espresso drinks yeah, or whatever yeah. the hell they are. But I'm not really a coffee guy. But Well, to make a long story short, without going into too, too much <laughs> too cool. much detail, um, I, I got the, I ordered this on, I ran over to Amazon right away, you know, just. Well, I got to have that coffee. You know, after seeing his videos, like, I, I got to give that a shot. So, of course, I hopped on there, Amazon primed it, and got it here in a couple days and brewed it, liked it, really liked it a lot. I thought, I haven't done a product shoot uh, in photography forever. Right. And um, I always like setting challenges for myself. So, I decided this is a small space. We don't really have a lot of room to work. Can I get a product shot in this same room that I do my paintings and my I have my, you know, we do the podcast and, and I do all my office work. And I wanted to see how quick I could do it because a lot of the stuff I set up in here is designed for me to get it out, put it away. But I, I want it to be quick. So right. I did. I put everything together and uh, shot it last night. Took a couple hours to get the shot. It wasn't as difficult as the beer shoots that I used to do a lot. Uh, because I wasn't really dealing with a lot of clear glass. Clear glass is really kind of difficult. So uh, the shoot went pretty easy. Got it done. Posted some things on Instagram. Um, kind of excited about it. But the goal for me, the the project is, uh, after getting the coffee, I want to photograph it. I want to do a pen and ink of it. I want to do some watercolor with it. And I'm actually going to throw in um, coffee as a watercolor. So I'll brew some coffee. I'll dip my brush in the the mug <laughs> and use the coffee stain as a kind of a look. That's interesting. On it. So you'll have the pen and ink underneath and it'll be uh, the coffee stains transparent enough. You'll see the pen and ink. Then I'll probably hit it with some gouache, uh, which is a water-based media. It's a lot like it's opaque watercolor really is all it amounts to, but I'll put that on there for some highlights and do some cool things with it. Basically, just make an illustration, an old school illustration like you'd have in an old textbook or something, and and make it all part of a, a project. So now that you know that whole spiel, that's that's kind of where where I'm going with today's podcast. Um, the inspiration simply came from watching somebody else's video, and I was interested in trying the product, which led me to photography, and then on to the art making process of of drawing and painting. And of course, we're talking about it here on the podcast. I wrote about it on my blog. So for me, that little project kind of became this all-encompassing thing that I do, you know, my little creative space. Right. So I, I just wonder, uh, when when you go to client work, let's talk about client work here for a second. When you go to client work, you lose a lot of that freedom as a creative to just express yourself and and do things the way you would do it. Uh, have you ever experienced any of that yeah. at all? I mean, as a musician, some, well, I got one coming up. I mean, we're doing a uh, Halloween show at a, you know, we play a lot of bars, mm -hmm. sometimes slash restaurants. Well, this is a restaurant slash bar. And, uh, 
you know, it's all ages. It's right. uh, we have to. We're not like a, uh, you know, super vulgar right, type right. act. But you know, there is adult themes in our right. music, and and so some you may not be able to play whiskey dick. Oh, we'll play it. But okay. I mean, it's a whiskey pecker. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's a but. Uh, Limp guy, you know it's a guy. It's a guy's name, you know. There's a, there's a. You can oh, get away with that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's um, right. Richard. Yes. But uh, <laughs> you know, I'm conscious of the fact that uh, I'll have to watch. I'll have to rein in a couple things, and yeah. I'll have to watch what yeah. I say. I mean, I played a lot of biker festivals uh, this year. Yeah, and you know, you can pretty much do do whatever you want. I mean, right. you can set yourself on fire and exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, pull your pants off or whatever you want to do, you know, but, um, you know, performance art is part of it. And, but, and I think finding ways to, um, you know, scratch that itch within some restraints. I think that's part of the fun sometimes. Yeah. It can I, be challenging. I, if, yeah. if you got unlimited resources, unlimited time, unlimited uh, you know, money, unlimited anything. There's really, I think sometimes that's as uh, that can be as big of a hindrance as real tight constraints, such as this room and yeah. a certain amount of time. And um, I mean, that's the fun in it. Sometimes it, it is. So. It is. Um, you know, it, I think it works in every art form. I mean, you've got um, photographer, commercial photography in general. The, the more money that's involved, the less uh, freedoms you have. And, and I learned the hard way that, you know, sometimes working for a client that just doesn't get it, it, it turns out to be a real nightmare and you're just, you're waiting for it to be over. Right. Right. And, and I've, I've had, I've had one of those, fortunately just one, um, in the wedding photography into things, it was, it was very similar. You are on by the way. Um, yeah, Paul's you're, Paul's you're, got a switch. You're on too. On on his <laughs> on his mic. Oh well, on my spare mic, my backup mic. Uh, there's a switch on it, and the good mic that he normally brings, he didn't bring. Yeah, my SM57 <laughs> Beta is my favorite mic. I like yeah, to I sing in it. I like it. I, I play it, instruments in it's it. It's actually about 10 dBs hotter than everything else, so it's a pretty good little mic. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go that route. Um, I do want to get into this beer. Let's uh, try because because what. Along with projects, a lot of people do uh, at-home projects, and that—that's what this beer is. It's this an become kind project. of a, you know, this was a big thing a couple of years ago, and and yeah. people are still kind of doing it. It's fun. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's cool. I'm excited about it. I think. Uh, I think. It, you sure you want me to open up a whole one here? Because I probably, yeah, I have a feeling fine. I'm not going to love it. But y yeah, you you probably won't. Um, it's an IPA, so your your history your track record with ipas <laughs> is always like oh it tastes like shit you know? I, I like that i like that that uh, doom pedal or whatever yeah. it was. that wasn't too bad <laughs> right so so this uh give it a little crack uh i'm gonna get i'm gonna give you the guinness glass um and again it, i mean it pours clear it, it's pretty Boy, good it's got a nice collar i'm i'm Look actually pretty impressed yeah, oh yeah and it's got good uh, good carbonation to it. It looks like too. Um, you said it was citrusy. I, it smells like orange pills to me. Yeah, it would. It would. He's. Uh, I, I don't remember the uh, <laughs> the hops that he used. I think Citro was one of the hops. I believe. Why didn't they uh, use hip? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Hip hops. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love my life. I do. Come on, that was a good yeah, one. That I was don't care. that was all right. Hip hops. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm quite quite impressed already. It's got uh, it's got a good head on it. You know, <laughs> it, it does. Um, you going first, or you want me to go first? You go first because right. I I'll, I'll talk about the aroma. That it does smell really good. Uh, this was from an extract. It's not a whole not a whole grain. Uh, brewing process so he went with an extract kind of excited about it i don't he didn't know the alcohol by volume but he thinks it's probably around a five so i don't know if you're wearing me down or what but like now i that's good let's, let's make it real clear yeah that i do not like this but right, I, right, but right. i'm not gonna like this <laughs> um let's make it clear i'm not going to like it but i'm gonna drink it but I don't hate this. Really? And uh, the aftertaste is kind of, that gets you really good. Yeah. In, that's in a I'm bad way. For. But the, the flavor of it is not bad. I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm a little stunned. I don't hate this as much as I was expecting. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. It's not as hoppy as I was hoping for. But I would I would almost call it more of a pale ale than it than an IPA. But um, I think it's pretty good for somebody making it at home. You know, that's good beer. Yeah, it really I'm, is. I'm impressed. It it really. Yeah. I I I had reservations on actually doing it like this in the podcast. Seven o'clock reservations. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking, well, do I really? Because I was going to try it out, and I thought I'll I'll try it first and then do the podcast if we don't. If I don't think it's any good, I just won't use What's it. What's so fun in that? Yeah. We do so this live, baby. This is pretty much live, and I didn't expect it. So kudos to you, Chris. That's good. That's good beer. I like it. I really do. Mm-hmm. You think he'll listen? I hope so. I'll probably get fired after he <laughs> hears it. No. I don't know. I won't Yeah, say that's that. not bad. He doesn't care. No, he's pretty laid back. Yeah. yeah. So challenges. What kind of challenges are there in projects? I mean, when you when you get out there, I mean, you talked a little bit about the bar that you're going to be playing at. Your challenge is basically having an all-age crowd, possibly. Um, for me, one of the challenges of doing the photography project I'm working on was basically a small room. I'm not used to working in a room like this. Um, what What do you think, as a general rule, Artists, creatives. I guess we can go down all kinds of different routes here. It's we got to be careful. Uh, we have probably ability challenges. Sometimes it might be above our scope or out of our scope, I should say. Yeah, but I don't think that necessarily. Well, it can count, especially like in commercial aspect. But mm-hmm. I think that we either, in general. And if somebody else, you know, thinks that this is out of left field, I'd love mm-hmm. to. I'd love to hear their opinion on it. But I think, as a, as creatives in general, we either are going to when we start a project in our in our mind and we're just kind of filling it out and thinking what we need, we're either going to gravitate to something that is just just at the edge or beyond our ability, mm-hmm. or we're going to stuff that is just inside the edge of our ability. Um, I think that's just a natural. You're either trying to push yourself or you're trying to do something in your comfort zone and and try to work within that. I don't think that um, ability necessarily comes into uh, 
into play and unless you have a client that's asking for something specific specifically and it's tied to your income you know therefore it there's a little more pressure on that it's like well i've never i've never shot outside with noise before you know how right. am i going to get right. this uh, right. how am i going to get this audio um the only time i can get to the uh to the location is from six to seven the light's terrible um but i think um you know I, we're either going to pick uh songs or we're going to write songs that either push us or that is kind of just kind of doing what we already know we can do so i don't yeah. i don't think i don't think that comes into play i think i think time so knowing your limitations does help yes yeah i yeah. think so yeah um but I think time, time and resources are the big, yeah, are the big I, ones. I think I see a lot of photographers doing this, and and I'm not picking. I'm really not because I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about this. Uh, my friend Ginky, he he mentioned. Why don't you talk about on today's podcast? Why don't you talk about your? Um, I can't exactly remember how he phrased it. It's on Discord. And I can't seem to find it. I'm looking here, but um, how my struggle with being a professional photographer, how I'm not just jumping out and doing that. And I explained to him, it's not really, it's not really what I want to do. Um, it's not that I can't, I think I'm good enough to make money at it. And I mean, I did, but my, I, I think you have to, I guess what I'm getting at is I think sometimes you have to say no to projects and yes to the ones that you really want to do. Definitely. So for me, uh, the podcast is something I want to do. It's a project. Uh, painting is something I want to do. And I want to be known as a painter more than anything else. So the photography for me is more of a, I don't, I don't want to say hobby, but it is. Uh, it's a great way to document myself and my art. So I, I feel like I have the skill level to actually use that ability to really magnify what I'm doing as an artist. But I, I think two careers would be wrong. I think going after a photography career and a fine art degree or a fine art career degree, where's that coming from? A uh, fine art career would be just really, I don't think I'd be able to focus well. And um, that becomes a real problem for me. You know, it's, it's a lot of the reason why I don't play a lot of music or I, any, any at this point. I get what you're saying. I, uh, I think it depends on the person though. I mean, um, you get, I think that's why there's a lot of actors that, you know, want to race cars or right. they're musicians. Yeah, or they got to scratch that itch. You take a guy like Johnny Depp. I mean, he was a musician, I believe, before he was an actor, but he's known as an actor, but he's a pretty good musician. That, right. that uh, Hollywood Vampires disc is pretty good. And, uh, but it's like if he had, if he had stuck, with uh, just trying to be a guitar player, I mean, we probably wouldn't even be talking about it right now. True. See what I'm saying? True. Yeah, yeah. I think, and, and I think at some point you have Man. to perfect your skill set in what you want to do before you drag in the other stuff. I mean, I think a lot, all, pretty much every creative I know has more than one thing they do creatively, and they're good at all of it, it seems. Right. Uh, some are better than others, obviously, but uh, Scott Winterborn, I got to bring this up. Um, 
He says that uh, dealing with analysis paralysis or indecision when choosing a new project or what medium to use for next projects is a question. Um, and by the way, Scott Scott is the winner of our yeah. uh, big three challenge here that we had on the last podcast where we said, you know, make a comment and let us know. That's he, awesome. He actually had a comment on there before, so we're, we're letting him use that as, as the thing. But he was the first one to send me an email and say, hey, number three. So – We'll be sending that stuff out, and you want to send him a physical copy so he has it, or do you want to send him a did? I can download? do that. Yeah, yeah. When you send yours out, I'll get you a physical copy of there the new go. album, and I'll send yeah. it out because it's and it's got all your artwork that oh, yeah. that you put together. Yeah, so it'll be, be cool. cool. Yeah, I'll, be cool. I'll make that happen. I'll get that to all you this right. week. That way, you'll have it. So, so yeah, if, if you're listening, Scott, um, that was the camera telling me memories full. You can actually turn off the. You don't want to just yeah, continue I, to get shots of me. I mean, <laughs> no. Boy, that 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 memory went fast, didn't it? Turn them both off. Here. Nah, don't worry about the top one. It'll it'll go on standby here in a minute. Um, we're we're actually trying to record. We got about twenty minutes of recording out of it. I can take my pants back off because <laughs> uh, I'm wanting to do a little test. That was a that was actually a thirty two gig card. That just wow, four K really chews memory, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, back up, back on Scott though. Scott Scott had a, a pretty good question here, and then. And I think dealing with personal projects, it's easy to overanalyze. You know, you sit there and think, well, I'll do this. No, I want to do that. Nobody's going to like it. Why do it? You know, you start really killing yourself before you even get started. And I think getting started is the key for a lot of things. Just do it, you know. Right. Fail. It's okay to fail. You got to remember at the end of the day, um, you're doing it for you. Yeah. You're doing it for you. I, I don't care. I don't care if it's your job and this is the only thing you're doing or, or you know, you're just painting and, and putting stuff in the basement. Mm-hmm. I mean, any any of these projects I'm doing, I'm doing for me. Anytime I start a song, I'm doing it for me. Yeah, in the back of my, my head, I'm like, well, I hope guys in my band like it. I hope that I can record it and, and post it on Facebook and I hope that I get a reaction. Um, but at the very beginning, the start of that, I'm doing it for me. Yeah. And that's what it's got to be. I mean, I think. I mean, and those projects can be great practice for the real thing. Yeah, right. the personal projects. I'm saying you're going to yeah. have ten failures, and that's going to lead to the one awesome success that you oh, have. Yeah. So, yeah. and you're not going to. You can't get to that awesome success without the stepping stones true, of, of the failure, and you can't get to the to that without starting. Right. And I, I think, and you're kind of a, a good example of this. I think. If you are doing multiple projects, like in your case with the different bands and your personal project of a solo thing, I think it just keeps you sharp. You know, you don't get into a rut, uh, so to speak. I don't really even want to, I, I don't really even want to call it a rut because it's not, if you're like me, you just have to consume it all. Right. You know, you just got to get in there and do it because it, one project's going to make you stronger in this project and, and what. You know, it all happens, but I hope I'm making sense here. You are. I do. The the one problem, the drawback on that, um, to play devil's advocate, is a problem that I have sometimes. I'll sit down and I'm like, okay, I got these lyrics for for my one band I got to write. And while I'm trying to work on, on this, I'm thinking, man, I just should have been, I should have come up, I should be playing bass writing some new mg5 stuff yeah and then i'm That's doing challenge. i'm doing that and i'm like time i'm like well i wasted this i, I should have just i should have been 
working on my guitar chops, trying right. to get this acoustic record done. I mean, I've been working on this for how long? And, you know, I can see how also, um, you know, being a photographer and being a painter, being a musician, you know, how some of these, of oh, these triple threats and yeah. stuff, um, yeah. you know, I have that just in, in my, I may do some different things in the one medium, but it's just one. So you can imagine how you got all these, well, am I going to take photos today? Am I going to, am I going to write? Am, right. am I going to paint? You yep. know, yep. am I going to write some songs? You know, luckily and, that's yeah. not something I have to, I don't have to make, you know, unless inspiration hits you, bam. Okay. And you know what you want to do for the yes. day. That's one thing. But if you're, you're sitting here thinking, I got some time, I need to clear my mind and allow creativity to go. Do I set this up? Do I set that up? You're taking a gamble because yeah. Yeah. you're getting set up to, to take pictures. And all you're thinking about is some thoughts that you'd like to put down on paper that, you yeah. know, maybe you want to share with the world. So at some point you have to be able to turn that off off and on a little bit but as artists i think that's kind of the thing we it's hard for us to turn things off and on we just it is we just kind of do it so i don't know i I think you touched on a lot of good points there really um it's incredibly difficult to focus on the the projects that you're working on and and even even the product that comes out of the projects you know it, it starts to sway you know I took on the idea of doing this podcast mainly because, well, I want to felt peer pressure from friends and I thought, well, yeah, do it. You know, why not? And I, right. I like peer pressure. <laughs> um, but I also thought it would be a good way for me to learn more about audio and try to get vocal audio done well. I'm still learning on that. There's still a lot to it that I'm not doing right. Um, but I've noticed that even with, video work my audio is getting better and i'm able to figure out how to do things i couldn't do before you know whereas my early audio in my videos were really bad and uh, i wanted to get better at so this is working for that um plus i just i enjoy playing with the gear you know all all the years of recording music you know i really didn't have a hands-on the recording process it was always the drummer you know, you're in there to play, so play, right. do your part, and watch everybody set the mics up and stuff. So, you know, I know our setup here is nothing anywhere near that kind of stuff, but uh, it's fun. There's a you're scratching an itch there, right. so to speak. But you know, I just I really enjoy it. I think personal projects are are really important for artists and uh, of all types. I mean, if you're a writer, I think you know maybe. Let me think of a writer here for a second. This this actually come to this will come to uh, later on when I talk about this day in art. But I think if you're a writer and you want to write a novel, maybe you want to be maybe Stephen King is your idol, and you today's wanna, his birthday, I believe. Is it really? I, I didn't, thought I, didn't I saw that. that today. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, didn't plan that. Seventy or seventy five or something. That is really cool. Um, but yeah, if you're, if, if that's your goal is to write horror novels and things and, um, you're stuck working for the local paper as an editorial type position, you know, understand that that editorial part is actually part of the process of you being a writer. 
you know, it's it's still right. all part of it. And I think your personal projects outside of your work projects can actually aid in in, in getting better. And again, leading to client projects, maybe maybe you ghostwrite for somebody else. Uh, maybe somebody wants you to edit their book for them, and you you just have client work as a writer. Mm-hmm. It, I think it works in all fields. I really do. I think yeah. we could sit here and go down all kinds of paths. Honestly, I don't know. Did I mention how much I like this beer? This is good. You're really digging it. I am. I, I didn't think I would. <laughs> I've had a lot of home brews uh-huh. that just really like, yeah, I don't know, man. That's not good. So. Down the hatch. Mm-hmm. So uh, not to get off on a tangent here, but you did something earlier that kind of got my mind going and you said something as well. So I want to bring this up. Yeah. So just real quick, you you were shaking that uh, that coffee container, the Pringles can there. Yeah. It was making the sound. Yeah, so that reminded like me shake when we were in the studio, <laughs> when we were uh, in the studio recording the road, um, we had some background percussion put in and uh, had some shakers and some different stuff. And our producer, he went, he's like, hold on a second. He went out to the studio and went into the kitchen. He brought in a, um, a sugar container that was, you know, like a, uh, like a one third size of a Pringles can. Yeah. And he's like, this has got the greatest sound. Check this out. <laughs> and, and he was shaking it and it was awesome. And it's in the background on, um, I can't remember. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember what song, but it was so soft because of the sugar. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's interesting when you make, um, when you use things that are not supposed to be yeah. used for, Oh yeah. Other uh, purposes. Yeah. And and that kind of reminded me too when you were talking about how you're gonna use some you know, actual live coffee in your painting. Is yeah. is there any other kind of non paint uh stuff that is known to be a good uh medium for paint? Um Yeah, I mean there's a couple of things. You could use tea. Tea's a good way People to do that. Paper. Artists yeah. do that. That's yeah. A, uh it it it's hard to get it so th- um so strong that it actually stains in multiple values, and it ages well too. Or I oh mean, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Really? For, yeah, because uh, you're you're effectively staining the paper, and that stain's going to be there, you know, just as long as the paint is. And it, and it reacts it with might the paint fade. just fine. Though. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I just that never occurred to me. That just kind of blew my mind. Yeah, I'm sure there's somebody out there that maybe might hear this and and caught that earlier and say he's going to use coffee. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool because throwing the coffee in there with it, it's the same coffee. Right. And it's it's mainly there to just kind of stain, give it a warmer tone versus the cold white paper. You know, it just, I think it just helps a little bit. Um, I'd, I'd like to describe that more, but it's really difficult for me to try to, because I haven't done that yet. In terms of, I mean, I've I've messed with, I've done some testing with other coffee. I've not done it with Oak and Bond, so I don't really know how dark mm-hmm. it's. I make it strong. They say it on the on the back of their can. They their perfect uh, brew is they suggest a one to fifteen coffee coffee to water ratio. So if you're brewing uh, three hundred seventy five grams of water, you should be doing twenty five grams of coffee, right? I'm not doing that yet. I don't weigh anything yet. I'm just kind of winging it. Um, later this evening, 
I'm going to. I'm going to really kind of dial it in a little bit uh, just to see, you know, because I, I typically do 16 ounces of water, which converted to grams. By the time you do that, you're looking at about 30 grams versus 25. So it's still a 1 to 15 I ratio. I take your word on all that. Yeah. It, I'm it not can, good at math. It can get really, um, really intense, you know. Um, it makes me think of uh, Walter White when he was – Talking about, talking about yeah, talking about coffee is like that's really good coffee. You know, when he was in there meeting that other guy that makes coffee, and he used him as a as a cook. Uh, I can't remember where he was at with that one. It was they had that new facility where they were working. Yeah, you know? I vaguely I remember that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, on this day in art, T. S. Eliot was born in 1888, St. Louis, Missouri. So yeah, if uh, if T. S. Eliot's birthdays, well, this is the I'm actually. I'm cheating here a little bit. Um, he was born on this day, on Thursday, the 26th, right? This is going to air the 26th? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're airing the 20. We're recording this on Sunday, the 22nd. Um, so I guess they don't share the same birthday. I gotcha. Whew. They do right now, Too though, because because the time, this is like a time travel thing. It, it is. Um, he moved to England sometime before 1915. And actually began working at Lloyd's Bank in 1917. I didn't realize he worked at a bank. No, I didn't either. Um, <clears throat> so he was on the side. He was, his side hustle was writing. And he was doing reviews and essays uh, for whatever he could make some money at. So I think that's pretty cool. I mean, we think of T.S. Eliot just, he's a writer. you know. Right. But, you know, no, he's a banker who became a writer. So I guess, I mean, yeah, it is, his whole thing was that. But uh, he later accepted a job at Faber and Faber. Hope I'm saying that right. Faber and Faber maybe, but I would say Faber uh, in England because he moved to England um, later in life. But uh, he started there in 1925. So interesting. And I have to throw this in there. A new book is coming out. I'm pretty excited about it. A new T.S. Eliot book? No, a, a new book by uh, author, photographer, I should say photographer, entrepreneur, author, just all around gifted man, uh, Chase Jarvis. I've uh, I followed his work for many years and his advice, uh, he's quite, uh, I'm trying to find the right word. He, he's quite expressive on you know, really telling people to follow their dreams and, and doing the right thing. But his, his book is called Creative Calling, Establish a Daily Practice, Infuse Your World with Meaning, and Succeed in Life and Work. Uh, there's If you go to Amazon and look at the reviews, there's reviews by Brene Brown, Sir Richard Branson, Jimmy Chin, Seth Godin. I mean, he's really uh, – yeah. there, there's some serious people in there that are, that are giving uh, – kudos to this book. So I can't really, I, I haven't read it yet. It doesn't come out until um, the 24th. You already have it ordered? I do. I, I, I pre-ordered it July 22nd, the day I found out it was actually, he posted something on Twitter and it got me excited. I was like, hey, I got to get that book, you know. So I'm kind of a, a fan boy of him. So uh, for those listening who don't know Chase Jarvis, he he's a commercial photographer mainly started a, uh, entrepreneurial thing with a really good online learning platform called creative live. And it's, it's good for creatives in general. I mean, it's, it, 
you would think it would all be about photography, but he's got music in there. He's got uh, painting, lettering, hmm. all kinds of neat stuff. Uh, there was a recording one I remember seeing. It's been a been a while since I've been on there, but I've I've ordered some uh, shows, and I know this. He doesn't. He's not sponsoring this show at all. But I'm I'm kind of plugging the hell out of it. But um, you really get good one on one training with whatever instructor they've hired to come in and do things. Huh. And it's it's quite good. Now when it it's when it's live, when they're recording it live, you can watch it. It's free. Literally. You just go on there, watch it as I mean, there's always something going on live. Huh. And cool. if you want to buy the course, you can buy the course and they they range in price. Sometimes there's sales on prices on on some of the courses, but I can't recommend it enough for creatives. Just go there and check it out, creativelive.com. You'll find everything you need there. But uh, yeah, Chase Chase got to start as a commercial photographer and uh, led into entrepreneurship and writing books. And I mean, just pretty impressive, really. He paints. Hmm. He also paints. So I know he's probably not going to listen to this episode unless I, you know, somehow force it down him and make him listen. But <laughs> I don't even know then. if We listen. have ways of yeah, making yeah. you listen. <laughs> yeah, I know people. I have a particular set of skills. I will find you <laughs> and you will hear this podcast. So, yeah, I, I've kind of kind of blown my wad here on this whole show. I, I'm done. I got nothing. Well, and we're only 37 minutes into it. <laughs> you don't have the What one else are we going to talk about, Paul? <laughs> There's all kinds of things to talk about. Like what? <laughs> 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 yes, kids. I'm having me. another one. You're killing me. <laughs> no, I. I uh, there's. Do you want more? No, I'm okay. I'm good. He thinks it sucks, Chris. <laughs> no, I think my opinion of it was very well stated uh, about 30 minutes earlier. Yeah, I think it's stronger than five percent. <laughs> no, it's. It is about five. I'd say. I give it a very ringing endorsement of I don't hate it. So that's pretty yeah, good it, for me. It is it is good. It is good. Are you reading any good books lately? I'm still I've I have I'm reading two books and I've I'm so I'm just such a slow reader, but it, I'm reading one called um oh shoot. One of them's called uh Riding the Edge with Dave Barr, and it's about a guy that uh, got both his legs blown off um in Africa by a landmine. And then on prosthetics, he rode a um, Harley around the world in 82, I think it was. Around the world. Yeah, around the world. Wow. And, uh, I mean, obviously, he's got to get on a ship and right, do right. some some kind of things. But uh, I'm to the point he's in uh, somewhere in Africa. I want to say Egypt. And he's going through the desert. And he's going about, about 20 20 yards, probably 20 meters there, and then hitting sand dunes and wrecking. And then he has to get up on his on his prosthetics, get the bike back going, going about 20 meters, hitting a big sand dune, That's insane. taking it down. And uh, But it's been very interesting and, and the way that he's met people in certain places he had to stay longer to get his bike worked on. But I've been reading this book for a while. And then the other book is called Nudge, and it's really interesting. Um <sighs> Shoot, I cannot remember this guy's name offhand, Nudge. Um, but it's about how uh, 
different things in society can kind of cause us to save, such as like if your employer automatically enrolls you into a 401k, then people are more likely to go ahead and, and save money for retirement than they are if they have to opt in, such as if they have to opt out, only a few percent opt out. But if they have to opt in, uh, only about half will get around to opting in. Things like that. Same with your insurance. If your insurance plan has a a method where if you don't do anything, you just get the same plan that you always had, then that would keep you covered a lot better than one where you have to go in every time and do these elections. It's, it's pretty cool. It's a um, – you know, it's about stats and it's about uh, – um, you know, hard numbers, but it's also about human nature and the way the mind works. And I've been reading that book for some time. About I'm about halfway through it. I'm about halfway through both of them, really. But I'm a very slow reader. <laughs> for our listeners, uh, it's called Nudge. Uh, there are several books out there with Nudge in the name. Uh, there's one called The Nudge. It's not that one. It's not right? that one. No. Uh, this one's by Richard Thaler. Yep, that's and it. Cass Sunstein. That is Sunstein. the one. Uh, and the Audible version has Sean Pratt reading. I don't know who that I don't is. know him. Um, but yeah, the, the title is Nudge, and then it's Improving Decisions About Health, Wealth, and Happiness. Sounds like a pretty good book. It is. It's it's pretty cool. Interesting. It's not a hard read either because, uh, yeah, it's not as dry as I'm making it, uh, well, making I, it yeah, out. Yeah, I, I think it's – He talks a lot about his research and uh, different um, – Different examples. Bad decisions and, about it. Education yeah. and yeah. yeah. It's it's very cool. Yeah. Personal finance. Sounds like a good book. I I probably ought to read that one. I'm gonna add it. I'm cheating here. I'm on the internet looking. I am such an Amazon whore. <laughs> it's, I can't I, I go out here and I get books all the time. I've I got so many Kindle books and ain't funny. Do you ever do the audio books? Never. I went ahead and ordered the uh Chase's book as an audio book as well. So I've got Kindle and audio. I know I'm going to end up buying the hard bound or soft bound book or the physical book so I can <laughs> add it to my my uh, library because I think it's just one of those kind of books. And that's the thing. I typically read them on Kindle first. And if it's something I want to have, maybe loan out to friends every now and again or something, I'll end up buying the, the book, the physical book. It's interesting to have um, – I don't know if it's an artist thing – or the fact that, you know, I'm, I come from a different era still. Um, I'm the same way with CDs, but it's, it's interesting when you go in someone's house and I got a book bookshelf, you know, when you walk in and, and I actually have books on it too. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you read, <laughs> it's interesting for, for people to come in. Um, and I never thought, of, thought about this really until I, I had an open house, an open house, a housewarming party. Yeah. Um, five years ago, four years ago. And I noticed one of my friends, one of my metalhead friends, I mean, he stopped and he was just like, really kind of, he was looking at the different books that I had yeah. up there. And, and, uh, it kind of hit me. It's like, you know, you can much like looking through someone's CD collection, you know, you can look at the books that this person's read. Um, you know, the ones that this person has chose to display out for public to let right. everybody know that this right. is what you've read. Um, you know, this is kind of, kind of a little bit of a 
a snapshot into that person's way of thinking maybe or or their mind or how they've reached some of their conclusions, what shaped them as a human being. Oh, yeah. Um, even. yeah. That's and books cool. do that. I mean, they really do. I, I've been inspired and kind of went down all kinds of different paths because, because of books. Um, it's It's wisdom. You know, you're learning from somebody else's experience. Right. It's almost like you're living an entire life out of that book. You know, you're seeing a lot of the books I read, they do have that that sense of, hey, you're getting all that person's experience on this topic now. You know? Right. It might take you a week or two to read it or however fast you read. It doesn't really matter. It's not what this show's about, but it it really gets in your head and it's another bit of information that you can use to grow. And that's why I think reading is just so valuable. I wish, I wish when I was a kid, they would have taught it that way. They would have said, Hey, it's, it's not about, it's not, a, it's not always about how I, I want to be careful how I say this. Cause I would, I just about said it wrong because it, it can be a vacation. You know, you can read a book just for entertainment. I get that. Um, as a kid, I was forced to read books. I think we all are. Right. You know, you're told here, read this book because it's part of your literature. You know, it's it's hard to get yourself excited about something that you're not interested in, though. Mm-hmm. Um or something that you can't find immediate value in. Right. You know, it's like most of the books that I read, it's because there's something that is piquing my interest in yeah. there. But if, if they tell me I gotta go and read War and Peace today. I'm yeah. not going to have any. Exactly. I'm not going to have a better time doing that than yeah. what I would have in high school. I did have a, a English teacher in high school that um, she was pretty, pretty interesting. Really, she was a a, a really cool, cool teacher. Uh, she let me read Stephen King's book Night Night Watch. Is that right? It's been so long. I'm not sure. God, it was he's probably, written a lot of probably stuff. Thirty five years ago. Might have been Night Watch. It was a series of short stories. Um, the short story called Trucks was in there. They made Maximum Overdrive, the movie, based on that. Oh, okay. Um, Lawnmower Man, I remember that was in there. Cat's was, Eye, I think, was in one of them short stories, too. I think it was in mistaken. that one, yeah. But it was a series of short, which kept, at my young age in, in those days, kept my attention better. You right. know, if I had a, a thick book, I was like, I don't, I'm bored. You know, three chapters into it, I'm done. I want to see the ending. I still kind of am, but as I read that book, uh, I, I learned some different things. Well, then, you know, everybody else was doing book reports on the book they read. And I asked her, I said, can I illustrate the book as an artist? I'll, I'll do one big poster for the book, and I'll do a whole bunch of little thumbnails that would go in the book. And she was like, that's a great idea. Let's do that. So she let me actually do a project where I read the book and you know did the posters and it was fun. I bet it was kind of my way of uh, explaining the book to people who wanted to see it in pictures versus in words. And I, I think I was really cool. I, I think it's important that our teachers do that kind right. of stuff. You know, let kids stretch their brain, do their own projects, so to speak. So yeah, kudos to her. I, can't remember her name. <laughs> I'm bad. You know, it's been 30 years since I graduated high school. That's coming up on me next wow. year. And I have hair. 
That makes one of us. <laughs> Can't wait. Are you going to go? I've never went to none of them. I'm going. Reunions. I'm going to go. Yeah. I don't know which one to go to because I was, I was supposed to graduate. I think in '92, but then, then I was in the class of '93 for a long time, and I dropped out in '92, so it didn't matter. So. Was I didn't it? know that you dropped out of high school. Oh yeah, I missed I missed uh, sixty seven days I think in my eighth grade year, and then and then I went and I, I I got held back a few times. Got held back in sixth grade. Got held back in eighth grade. But then I went to summer school, and then I went to ninth grade. And then I was going to have to I think I did ninth ninth grade twice. And then when I was going to go do tenth grade, I wasn't going to have enough credits to go eleventh yeah. grade. And I just quit. I quit like my first week. I, was oh, like, I did What's not the know point? that. Yep. That's, that's new. Yeah. I just was not, uh, it was, uh, it was torture, you know, and I wasn't one of those, I didn't cut class. I never cut class, never cut a class. If I went, I went to school, but I just, my parents, uh, they really weren't real big on if I got up and said, I didn't feel like going, I just really yeah. didn't have to go. And, um, well, it was the seventies and eighties too. I mean, we, most of our parents, um, a lot of our parents of that that generation, either didn't finish high school, you know, they went in the military, yeah. they they did their thing. And well, my dad had an eighth grade education, and he couldn't read, but you know, he was a self made man and yeah. successful, and we were yeah. upper middle class, and um, but he was good with numbers, and I yeah. just I didn't have that. I liked, I enjoyed learning, and I had some teachers I really liked, but it was just. Uh, you know, I was weird and I was very awkward and, and no, I, no, that can't be right. Very shy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it was really rough, man. It was, I'd be so stressed out the thought of having to go. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, they call it anxiety now, but, yeah, yeah. and, and they probably would have said I had ADHD at yeah. the time, but, um, I look back now as a bit obsessive compulsive too. I mean, I had rituals I had to do when I got out of the bed and certain yeah. ways I had to hit the light switch. And if my foot hit this carpet before it hit this, I mean, I got, yeah. I developed all these ticks. And you grew up on 300 Oak street. Yeah. No, route 50, <laughs> 300 Oak. That's good. But, uh, but I just, you know, I just, I just gave up on it. If I had, and I went right to work and then I got married at 18 and you know, yada, yada, yada. But if yeah. I'd had it do over, um, I wouldn't have been as afraid, maybe. And yeah, well, if it, just, it, honestly, if, for me, if it wasn't for art class and music, I, I well, and that and my mom was really, you know, you gotta go, you know, right? <laughs> like, you know, uh, my dad dropped out of high school, uh, joined the army, and education was really important to him. He, in fact, he wanted both me and my brother to go to college over everything. It was so important to him. And that actually kept me out of the Navy because um, I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll wait till I have my degree. Then I'll go back and, and join the Navy. You know, nobody, right. of course, I met my wife and that kept me out of the Navy too. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit of a regret that I didn't serve, you know. Right. But at the same time, I think my path led me to the direction that I'm at now. And I do like it. I, I wish I could make art or creativity part of my everyday life but you know it is what it is that's why the these projects back back to the the whole topic here these projects are really important to me they they keep me motivated as an artist and i i think that might be a big 
win for every artist listening, no matter what you make. You know, if you get into these projects, you know, do personal projects between jobs and do the jobs that you're getting hired to do. You know, sometimes I'll do a commission for somebody and again, I'm taking money from somebody to do their project, their painting, so to speak. And it's not as fun as the ones I do for myself, but they pay. You know, they they afford me the opportunity to make more art. And, and if you can find supplies. one little spot where you can put a little bit of yourself into that, man, yeah. that's, that's a win. Yeah, and you know? most mo- I should say most of my commission work, people just give me free reign. You know, it's, oh, yeah, I love your work. It's, I mean, they're kind of buying the style, right? right? They already know before they get in there. And I wish a lot of my photography clients back in the day got that too. Uh, I did one. I got to talk about this because it – and I may have on another episode. I don't know. Have I ever talked about the – the brew dog debacle. I don't think we've talked about that on air. If we did, it was right. It was pretty close to me. Yeah, but I, I, I got to so. talk about it because fuck them. I, <laughs> I want to say it, you know, because I, I just people, I loved brew dog. Oh, I, I did. Know. I know they were kind of my, my, my deal. And I was really excited about it. They looked at my portfolio. They loved it. They wanted me to come out and do a, a shoot, you know, do the interior shots. And I was a little bit weak on interior cause I haven't done interiors. So, they asked me for some examples I didn't have. So I went out to another brewery uh, in Ohio, and I, I photographed a bunch of their brewery, gave them the pictures because they were doing me a solid by letting me come there and you know, do these pictures. And they knew why I was doing it. I told them, I said, hey, I'm trying to get a gig with BrewDog at their new facility in Columbus. Did you I, did you have a contact in, at this other brewery that was letting you shoot in there or did how? Yeah, yeah, I did. You did okay. Yeah, um, and they they were cool. I went in there and I spent the whole day taking pictures and and doing all kinds of things to, again, jump through hoops so I could get this job uh, working with Brudo. Because in my mind, I was thinking, well, hey, if they if they like this, it might be my foot in the door to just do work in their marketing department and do photography and and all that kind of stuff with them and 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 really start to because I like beer, obviously. Right. And I like photography and creating art. So, I mean, it just, this might be an opportunity. So they wanted me to give them a quote. I gave them a quote that was, uh, I thought was fair. It was about half my day rate because I felt like it was a win-win for me and them. And they come back with half of that. And in my mind, I was like, drop it. If they want me to do it for that price, apparently they want a hobbyist who is good enough to do the shots. And I don't think they're seeing my scope and my vision for how this plays out. I don't think they have a, a grasp of how I shoot the shots that I have. I mean, they they saw my portfolio, right? You know, so I'm thinking <laughs> that's what they want. That's the shots they want. I need this much time to do it. Why are they only asking? Why are they telling me they got, I got to do it for this price? So and your gut reaction right then was just say no. My gut reaction was to say no. Yeah, That's, it was like this is a bad project. Don't do it. Sure enough, I get in there, I bring all my gear, and they're looking at me like, "What the hell? What? Why's he got all these bags?" That that was the look I got. And I was supposed to be there at nine. I was loading in at eight thirty. They were still doing construction. The lights weren't done right. There was still construction crew walking around everywhere in the way. Things weren't ready. They really should have had me come back another day. And this was shot, I think, in February, I think it was. And 
a rare February day in Ohio, it was as bright as hell, <laughs> right? It was like, where did this sun come from? And I didn't know because I didn't, I didn't scout the location. I didn't know what they had. Their entire um, special. Oh, delivery. look, another Amazon delivery. Special delivery. <laughs> so anyway, and it's Sunday. It's yeah, so great. Yeah, it? it is. It's that's probably Dopender. I, I, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to pick them on. I'm not trying to say anything about Indian people, but I have one driver that goes, Oh, Hey, Mr. Ward, are you drunk again? You know, like, you know, I know it's a really bad accent. I'm That's sorry, terrible. but I, I call him Dopinder and sometimes he, he calls me Deadpool. So, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, 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 back, back to the, back to the brew dog debacle. <laughs> And and I really hope somebody from BrewDog is listening because fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And I'm going to put that in there. <laughs> I'm not going to delete it out. And you can quote him. <laughs> um, their entire south wall was windows. We're talking oh, like- Oh, perfect, right? Yeah, like 20 feet high, garage door style opening. I, I get why they're doing it. It's, it's a really nice place. Is that where you want- what windows for light is on the south side? No, not for art, but for what they're doing, yeah. Okay. So I get in there and I can't control the light. I don't have the gear with me. I mean, I had a lot of gear. Yeah, I was going to say, you got all these bags. What are you doing? But I didn't I didn't have what I really needed to do the shoot. And I got there at 8.30, kind of scoped it out the best I could. And again, things weren't ready. I was supposed to be there at 9.00. And at 9.15, 9.30, this little 20-something shows up, hungover. She's supposed to be my helper, director of marketing or whatever she does there. I don't know what – don't quote me on that because the director of marketing may be different now. Things may be different now. This was 2016 when they were building the place. And uh, I get a lot of friends ask me, well, have you been to BrewDog? Yeah, I went there once. They're <laughs> like, what do you think? It sucks. Really? I, th- I thought you'd like BrewDog. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Have I told you that enough yet in this podcast? But anyway, I'm completely unloading here because I think my listeners need to know that sometimes you have a project that you're getting paid to do that you know you shouldn't have done and it falls apart. You know, your gut instinct. And you're excited. You let your excitement for wanting to do this trump your logical brain and telling you not to do this. And more importantly, your gut. Yeah, yeah. Because I was really... Really excited. Well, as I'm fighting to get the shots, uh, they did use some of the shots. That's the thing that really kind of bugs me now is they still used the interiors. I did a lot of work. Um, the The girl I was working with, she was just really, well, I got this with my iPhone. I don't know why you can't do it with your gear. And I was like, "What? it's not the same. You don't understand. I have to go back in and do some tweaks. I'm shooting raw. So I get, you know, <laughs> so it was getting under my skin. It was like, yeah, she's kind of right. It should just pop out of the camera in good use. But the work they saw in my portfolio wasn't just straight out of the camera. It was me editing and doing this, setting up the shot. And a lot of the pictures that they saw were four and five lights, you know, in a studio to get, I'm burping already. Um, to do this entire shoot, they wanted me to do it with the south light that was coming in the windows, which is just crap light for 
controlling it because it, it literally, it moves. I mean, you can, you can watch it move. You make a mark on the ground and, or the table or wherever it is you're setting the stuff up. And it's going to, in five minutes, it's going to be a different light. Right. right? So I'm, I'm fighting this light and I keep telling them I'm fighting it. Well, then they're opening windows and doors, making the things I was using to kind of control the light blow around. And they started doing this as the chef was making the, the food to bring it out. And I just couldn't get a shot because everything looked so sterile. Now, here's the kicker. When you do product shots, you've got to have things in there that um, kind of accessorize the shot. Okay, so if I'm going to shoot a picture of the beer I'm drinking right now, the last thing you're going to want to do is stick it on a table and shoot the glass, right? You're going to want to have other things with it. And if they bring food out, you're going to want napkins. You're going to want it to look presentable. You know, I had visual garnishments. Yeah. I had to do all that. And, uh, I was struggling keeping up because they were bringing food out faster than I could actually take the shots (laughs) and manage them. Well, at this point, James, the owner is in a booth talking with some other guy about things. You could just tell it wasn't going well. And they were like, why don't you go take a break for a couple hours? Come back. We'll revisit this. So I did. And I knew the whole thing went to hell. And I got the shots that they wanted. And, and James came over. He goes, how long is this going to take for you to finish tonight to get the shots? I said, it'll take as long as I need. I mean, I'll be here as long as you want me to be here. If you want me to leave now, I'll leave. No, no, I need the shots. Said, All right. I said, I'm just having, I'm struggling because when I take a shot of this room, You've got scissor lifts. The lights aren't right. You're telling me that this ain't done yet. You know, make this happen. Come back in 10 minutes and do this. You know, things were just wrong. Again, I loved this brewery. I loved everything about him. I saw him on TV. I read the damn book that the guy wrote. (laughs) All this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, I finally met one of my heroes, so to speak, and he's a dick. I mean, he, they were really treating me like crap the whole day. And I know I'm on a bit of a rant. People don't probably want to hear all this, but. Well, we're down just, this rabbit hole. Let's get yeah, it. Let's yeah, it, it. Just, it just kept going bad and bad. And then at the end of the night, when they locked everything up, the crew was drinking at the bar, right? Nobody bothered to offer me a drink at all. Nobody offered to give me water through the day. I was like, if I wanted water, I had to go get it out of the tap. You know, nobody was bothering to. Doing that kind of stuff. And and my helper, she was a vegan, not picking on vegans, but she would not touch the food because it grossed her out so much. And I'm thinking, man, I need help here. You know, you guys are only paying me this much money to do this. And I really thought I was going to have help in this price. So again, they used photos. I never got paid ever. A dime? You think you paid Not a damn cent. And I even carried my bags out of the place by myself while they sat and drank their beer. I go back in to check. I said, bye to everybody. Sorry about the the troubles we had today, but I think we got some good shots. I'll get back with you and I'll let the folks in Scotland have the access to the photos. And it was like a, a rude, yeah, whatever. My gut feeling there was to say, fuck you. You guys won't get the pictures. Have a great day. Enjoy your business. This is Ohio. You can't act like that in Ohio. Go back to fucking Scotland. That's what I was thinking. Second second gut. 
telling yeah, you that yeah, yeah, the second yeah. time your gut is telling yeah, you. Yeah, and, and I know I'm getting pretty colorful with my words here, but it really did stick with me. And it actually, to some degree, really made me think, why am I shooting pictures when I can do so much more with my art and never have to deal with this? And maybe that was the trigger that led me down the road. I'm going now. I was having some stuff at home that was going kind of south, and um, I was drinking a lot because I was trying to focus on working with uh, breweries and doing product photography for alcohol-related companies. And I just thought, if they're all going to be pricks like this, I don't want to do it. And I probably shouldn't feel that way. Because I met a lot of great people in the in the business. You know, Sean O'Sullivan out of 21st Amendment was pretty good. Um, Greg Cook from uh, Stone Brewing Company was really fun to meet. And he liked my work. And, and that was the thing, too. Stone was going to go in Columbus, you know, build a, a facility in Columbus. I was excited about that. They decided to go to Richmond. And then when BrewDog decided they were going to come to Columbus, I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. This I can deal with that. I can drive to Richmond, you know. <laughs> but right. I, I got BrewDog in the back back uh, backyard. That's cool. So, it, yeah, it, it stung a little. It was like, yeah, screw these people. And that's why when people say, well, why do you drink this beer? I mean, they're they're huge. They're well, that's that's why the dog can get off my porch. Hi. That's the way I feel about it. <laughs> Welcome to Ohio, dickhead. So, wait, so, <laughs> so your gut was telling you not to uh, let them have anything, but you went ahead and let them have access. Yeah, yeah. Before you got paid, and yeah. then they fucked you. Yeah, I didn't get paid at all. So not only did, did they offer me half the money I wanted up front, even though that was even half of my day rate, I, I really was okay with getting a quarter of what I would normally charge to do all this. And I still didn't even get that. Now they claimed that they lost food money and all that stuff too. It's like, well, yeah, we both had a risk and I tried, I tried to do things. And then you guys shut me down because I was trying to set up, you know, I told him, I said, give me an hour. I'll set some stuff up over here on this side where we're not affected by the lights. And I started setting up my lights and that's when they just kind of, they cut me off. Like they just didn't want to go down that route. Like I couldn't handle it with lights. That's what it felt like. Hmm. And I was like, but that's the pictures you guys liked were done with these lights. Not. It's like you don't hire, you know, Metallica to play your corporate event and then expect them to play jazz standards. Right. Yeah. Or even, even, even at that, it was, it was to me, it was like bringing Metallica in to do something and then making sure that there was no way they could pull it off. But yet you're going to brag about having Metallica in there. That's what it felt like. So, and then not paying him because they didn't deliver on what you wanted. Right. So. So let's go up there and get your money. Yeah. I, I told him I'd be money? back, but I haven't. I haven't been back. They've got a hotel up there now and stuff. I'm not going to brag about what they've done, but, you know, teach their own. If they want to go up there and drink, you know, have at it. We got They're, one coming in town. They seem like nice people. Yeah, 50 West. I'm excited about them. I really am. Um, I don't know. This kind of went down a dark path. You got me loose and, you know, that's but fair. I think it's important that people see projects and understand that you're not always going to have a good time and your personal right. projects, you know, use those to, to learn and develop your craft and then take these other projects and learn from those, you know, when you're getting paid to do things. And, and I, I really did learn a lot from the brew dog experience. I learned that, 
Uh, one, I don't want to work with Brewdog ever. <laughs> but two, if your gut feeling is telling you no, it's probably a good opportunity to say no. And then you don't have to explain yourself to your client. You don't have to say, well, I just don't want to do it. It's not in my wheelhouse. It's not what I want to get paid to do. It's it's okay to say no. You know, you don't have to be rude, but you can tell. Right, you know, right. You don't have yeah. to. I think we get we get into uh, we're afraid to do that sometimes. But you don't have to say yes to everything, and you can say no. And the main thing, like you were saying there, I think uh, that we can take away from this story is your gut is going to be right. Uh, 99 times out of 100. So yeah. you need to listen to it. And yeah. I think especially as artists and creatives, I think our gut is better than uh, than the average person's. Yeah. I really do. I think yeah. we're more in tune to a lot of things that's going on, but it seems like a lot of times we're more likely to ignore it than what yeah. uh, regular civilians uh, True. are. So True. We, need to, we need to listen. Was I too hard on BrewDog? from the story no and i've heard this story a couple times so <laughs> it uh it's consistent so i don't think you're making any of it up yeah. you know that's how you can usually I mean, it's, tell. it's good beer i hate that i really do. i see it in the store and you hate good beer i hate that i know it's good beer i and i won't drink because i see it in the store and it's like you know i and this will piss them off if they hear this you know because i'm going to tag them in the show oh that's if awesome. they hear this at all if i'm walking in the store and i go what beer would i get today Literally, if I see like Elvis juice or whatever other bullshit beer they have on the counter and the shelf, I'll literally move it aside and grab something else. And I know they hate Guinness. I know that they hate the company, uh, Diageo. So it makes me feel good that if I just walk over and grab a Guinness and look at Brewdog and go, fuck you, you know, it makes me feel good walking out of there. I know how evil and mean that might sound. But, you know, hey, James, if you want to pay me, I'll I'll stop being a dick about it. But, you know. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Ohio this again. Is, this is real so, life. This is what we get through. It is. It is. It's our, it's, it, you know, when you get paid to do this stuff and you get clients like that, it's, it, it's, it's maddening. And yeah, you probably shouldn't air it on the, <laughs> out there like I that. But it's kind it's of, dirty laundry. I know that. Not necessarily. It's a. It's our experiences. We are a communal. Um, we're a communal thing, you know, and that's how you learn what berries not yeah. to eat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You got to share this stuff. If I so, play a venue and they screw me and they don't pay me, if I don't, if I don't get my check uh, yeah. at the end of the night, you know, then I'm going to let people know that yeah. hey, yeah, it's work. And you why am I going? Why paid? am I going to let my friends go and play there and get screwed too? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Projects, you can learn so much. You really can. I, I I suggest everybody has a project of some kind. And if you're a professional photographer, go with your gut feeling and and don't work with clients you don't want to work with. Even if even if it feels like, hey, this is, you know, I get to do my dream job, it's it it might turn out to be not a dream job. Yeah. Um I, I don't I don't want to put a bad damper on that either, because you might find your dream job. I hope you do. But with that, I think it's time for us to wrap this show up. We're wrapping it up. We are wrapping we, it up. Did we fill time? We did. See, you thought we ran out of stuff to talk about, but you, I, I see that we just talked about BrewDog. And yeah, we just had to start get drinking. A good good uh, <laughs> 16 minutes out of that. Yeah. <laughs> was it that long? I don't know. I don't know. I looked over at you and you were like, oh my God, let it go, man. <laughs> no, hey, I don't blame you. There's nothing so, wrong with letting things go, but some things yeah. you got to hold on to or else you, 
you continue. You, yeah. You, if if you let everything go, then you're just walking in a circle yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I'm still mad about, you know, this come up in a conversation yesterday. I saw Lita Ford at Dal Rosa and she yeah. she was verbally abusing the sound guy. And he's a sound guy that I've had oh, used wow. up there oh. many times, yeah, about the monitors and the mix sounded real good. And she was saying that this instrument wasn't loud enough and he did what she wanted and it sounded like shit. But it sounded good before, but she was up there and she was cussing him out and everything. Wow. And that just ruined the show for me. Probably ruined the the sound guy's day also. He probably, you know, because I mean, you look at somebody like Lita and it's like, wow, that's. He it's didn't care. He was like, she's, you know, being an asshole. He was better than that. He was yeah, great. Daryl, yeah. um, wish I remember his last name. Daryl, I worked with him a lot up there. Great guy. He worked at the Park Avenue before that. Good sound guy. Hmm. And she was just, I don't know, maybe she was having an off day. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it's unfair to judge somebody sometimes by their yeah. worst day, but yeah. it burned And the I'll be honest with me. you, if, if James Wood actually sit down and talk with me about this. Let's see if we can get him on the you podcast, know. man. <laughs> I might even drink his beer during the podcast, but you know, I'd probably get up there and it would be, well, you, you can't use this microphone because uh, we don't have time for that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm still, it's been a long time and I'm still salty. It's almost three years now. Eh, I, don't blame I, I shouldn't let it go. I, I really should let but it go. But we have a winner. And he's getting his he stuff. Is, he we're is. We're going to send Scott him an MG Flash CD. Yeah. He's going to love it. That is fun. And, I, you know, I've worked with all all the dregs of society who play music. And I've photographed some really, really colorful people. That's one way to put it. That I wouldn't want to meet in a alley. And they've all treated me well. So. Yeah. Um. Don't judge a book by don't judge a book by its cover, and uh, even though you think that person's your hero, don't put them on a pedestal. They're still your client. They're still your customer. They're still owing you money. Why do this? If you are providing a service. Yeah, if you yeah. are providing a service and you were yeah. doing this for money, why would you do it for somebody who's going to treat you like shit? So keep that in mind when you do your projects. Do some personal projects. I do. I do recommend that. Open a book. Read a book. Get Chase Jarvis's book. Get that other book. What's that one called? Nudge. Nudge. Get Nudge. <laughs> I'm I'm really in a, a frame of mind right now that I, I need to calm down. I'm gonna make art later. Centrist hops. Are you? I, I, I might am. I might try. I'm gonna get on my bike, clear my head, and then I might make some art. If the folks at Oak and Bond are listening, I'm probably gonna end up giving you that pen and ink drawing. I'm just oh, going to let that out of the bag. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's it's something I want to do. And yeah, they're they're reaching hero status for me, and I'm probably going overboard here, but uh, they're pretty cool. I, I dig dig it. Get yourself some Oak and Bond coffee. Uh, you can find it on um, Wherever Amazon. Pringles cans are sold yeah, on Amazon. You can get on Amazon. It It is uh, a little bit on the pricey side in terms of uh, coffee. But if you're like me, you like the nicer things in life, $25 for a can of this is not that bad. That size and and on their recommended uh, brewing technique there. Yeah. Because I don't know nothing about any of this. I don't drink coffee. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of coffee out of that. Really? How, about how many? How, uh, how many? The way I brew it, I'm probably going to get 12 brews out of it. So, you know, $2 of coffee That's for me. Bad. Cheaper than Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. And I'm drinking 16 to 20 ounces of coffee when I drink it. So, you know, 
I'm a little bit stronger than maybe what it's supposed to be. This is it is the espresso blend, so it is a little bit stronger and all that jazz. But I don't know. I could go down a another rabbit hole with this one, but um, I I personally don't think the price is too much. You know, if if the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup, then probably don't buy it. You know, right? <laughs> uh, but then again, you should learn to drink coffee. <laughs> Here we go. He went. He went from being an alcohol snob to now he's a coffee snob. I'm just a snob. I love. I it. can't help it. Anyway, that's all we got. The claws, the law, baby. Yeah, white claw. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere there's a white girl going. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I love my life. This has been a good episode. I'm, I'm happy. Is. I'm just gonna say that. I don't care if yeah. it was or not. To yes, me, it was. Yeah. I had These a good are time. All fun. I get. I like it. Uh, good this. beer. Thanks, Chris, for the beer. Yeah. Um, really good stuff. Citra IPA is what he's calling it. It's it, a nice color. Even nice there color, where it's good aroma, there. and it's got a, a nice copper look to it. I'm impressed. Uh, Oak and Bond Coffee Company, thanks for fueling this today for me. Uh, I was feeling pretty slow and didn't think I was going to be able to get this pulled out today. And uh, I just brewed me a, a pot, and here I am. So... Good stuff. Good stuff. So later I'm going to draw and paint, edit this, and watch a movie with the wife. And I got to get Hawaiian pizza. I'm oh, rambling disgusting. now, ain't I? I saw, I didn't even want to comment on that. Bullshit. Did you? Did you see it? Hawaiian pizza. You're you going to have pineapple. I don't even want. Oh, pineapple. The pineapple. Will the you, best. Can't even, you can't even take the fucking pineapple off because <laughs> it, it taints the pizza. Taint. He said God. taint. <laughs> pineapple. You know what? I know there's a whole bunch of people who listen to our podcast just for the end because we can't seem to end it. Pineapple. And we get crazy. Our, our conversation. What the hell's are, wrong with you? I used to value your opinion, and you're going to eat pineapple. Pine, pineapple and oh. black olives is the bomb. Oh, black olives is great. Put those two together. It's, the bomb. it's no. not Hawaiian, but sometimes I want ham. You know? So yeah, ham's good. Ham and pineapple on my pizza. Yeah. Pineapple. A little Hawaiian man. Just ruin it. Just throw it right in the trash. Order the pineapple pizza and just throw it directly. Just tell them not to even bring it in. Just throw it, throw it in the back of the truck. <laughs> well, we don't have delivery here, so yeah. I, I do have to go get it. And, and Somewhere, I don't advocate littering, but somewhere between here and the pizza <laughs> shop, just throw it out your window. Disgusting. I'm going to eat it, and I'm going to eat it I, like I want to. I don't believe in 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 guilty pleasures, and I don't believe in, <laughs> in making fun of people for what they like. You should like what you like, but I got to draw a line of pineapple on pizza. It's pineapple or pizza. pineapple, but you know, if you like it, that's great. I, like I pizza. just it just just get a half and half because I can't have the pineapple, <laughs> and you can have the two slices in the where mine is because I don't want to even can't even touch. No, no the no. pineapple juice just moved over to my cheese. Uh, can't have it. Ah, oh, dis- disgusting. Well. Do you like pineapple pizza? If you're listening and you like pineapple pizza, let me know. I'd like to know. Yeah. Comment. You know, we dropped to a 3.8 on uh, on iTunes. I was like, who gave us a one star? If you're still listening and you gave us a one star, I love you. Maybe they didn't like it. It's all right. At least they, yeah, they at took least, the time to comment. Yeah, why would you take the time to comment and say, it's a sex? I'm, I'm guessing like it's that. I'm guessing it's another podcast who's like, you stole my idea. <laughs> All we're doing is talking, man. Come on. There's no idea here. We're talking. Yeah. We're talking about something. Yeah. All walks of art.simplecast.fm. You can find us on the internet there. Well, if they're listening to us, they've already found it, haven't they? Well, on the on the internet, you, that's where all the links are. If you go to all walk, all. 
Oh, I got you. The all links to all of our other things. Dot F. God darn it, you got me messed up now. I was all ready to start the ending. Come on, Paul's in my head. Use your words. He's in my head. All right. So, are you going to post any video of this from the first part? I, cool. I probably will. I'm going to put a little something out there for somebody. It'll probably go. They're on. They're going to see how good looking we are. That's this, this is going to be a game changer. <laughs> this one may end up on Patreon. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't know how I'm going to handle it yet. I'll probably put little clips on Instagram stories and and stuff. We should have one on. Uh, we should have a little People clip on, on Facebook. People watch Facebook videos. Yeah, I can do Facebook video. Am I allowed to put music in it? No. <laughs> Speaking of music, the show music. You can well, our show music. Yeah, is made by a deal Constantine. I, I know. Give that. him a shout out. Go out on Instagram, cool. find a deal, and uh, and let him know that Mike sent you. Let him, let him know that you know you really appreciate the music because I'm telling you, the dude he's he's talented. Everybody, I'm getting ready to start a thing. I got to tell you this. We're just this is gonna be a long freaking episode. Tell me because I gotta pee. I'm doing a thing in October called Inktober. It's where you draw with ink every day. You post it on the socials that you painted or, or drew something with ink. And uh, you probably remember my seven-minute challenge. Mm -hmm. All right. So I would grab a ballpoint pen and draw for seven minutes. And whether I was done or not, I stopped. And they were all pretty much done. So I thought to myself, in my project thought, let's make a bigger challenge than just doing pen and ink every day. I'm going to do a 21-minute pen and ink drawing every day. So I'm going to limit it to 21 minutes every single day, kind of building on the seven-minute challenge. We'll go three times as long and maybe spend a little bit more time. I don't know if I'll do ballpoint pen. Some days might be ballpoint. But for those of you not familiar with Inktober, Inktober is a nationwide, globally kind of a challenge, a global challenge of people who basically upload pen and ink drawings. And the reason that came up is I do believe that Adil is doing something called Beat-tober, where he's making beats. Oh, that's cool. So, I'll check this something out. new, you yeah. know. So, I mean, he's he's such a creative guy, such a wonderful person, and uh, I just really, really value his friendship. So, that is all I got. I'm going to hit the road. I'm going to get down yeah. on two wheels. Get oh, yeah. some wind. Get yeah. some wind in my scalp. Yeah, I'll finish your beer. <laughs> I have no doubt. I got four more in the fridge, man. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. I'm going to leave this with uh, all of you out there in the world. <laughs> that was bad one, and I have nothing. I'm just waiting. I'm like, he's just talking. We need our we need our catchphrase, and uh, that's been the pot. Yeah, yeah and now bad. you know the rest of the story. Um, do me a favor. Don't buy BrewDog. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I should cut that out. Should we tell them? You go to their, go to their social media and no. ask them why they don't pay, no. pay their artists. <laughs> that's, that's what I would do. That's that's, a call, yeah. I, it's a call to arms. Wouldn't that be funny? All of our listeners. Just ask them. We don't have to be, be rude like about it. Raid on Area 51. You, why don't you? <laughs> It's saying, why don't you pay your contractors? Why don't you pay <laughs> right, pay right. your 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 artists? Oh, I, everybody was moody that day when I was in there. It was funny. You could tell. I think I think everybody was a little bit on edge. So, oh well. I now know why my family left Scotland. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> to all of our all of our Scotland listener Scottish listeners, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're not all like that. You man. do make good whiskey though. 
love your whiskey. And actually, I, I like I like a lot of things Scottish. I just can't help it that Brewdog comes from there. The Claymore. The Scottish Claymore, man. Yeah, yeah. Don't get any better than that. That's true. True. Yeah. You can't take our freedom. <laughs> but you can take uh, our pictures and not yeah. pay us. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're signing off. Go yeah, to our you links. Sign off. You we're, sign off today. I so can't do uh, you go to our links. I don't know the addresses, but uh, <laughs> there's links somewhere. Wherever you're listening to this, there'll be a way to get to them. Go there. Go. go. <laughs> Cheers. Go to mgflash.com. Go to Facebook. Go <laughs> I'm giving him all kinds of crap. Check us here. out. And uh, just uh, thanks for listening. Do you like and we have show? a good time about this. What? Listen, dude, he's trying to be all good. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> I think it's cool. People supporting other people, unlike yeah, BrewDog, yeah. who yeah. don't support people. All right, that's, uh, that's yeah, it, Mike. we got to be done. That's Mike. Uh, Mike, I just want you to... I, I'm taking it to you. I just want you to say bye. That's all I want you to say. <laughs> bye. Say bye. See you See in a ya. couple weeks. See you. Bye. <laughs> Are we done? We're still recording, no, damn turn it. Turn it off. All right. <laughs> I can't do it.